This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. With fans almost as fierce as their players, the Griffin Park Hive is buzzing once again for another season. The bees are ready to attack and swarm the opposition. It's the Brentford Fan Show on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. Love Sport Radio, good evening, two minutes past nine across the capital. It's time for your Brentford fan show with B Sotted in the, uh, well, down the middle again. It's Dave Laney Lane. Oh, what, pal? Hello, mate. Do you miss Billy? Um, do I miss him? Oh, yeah. I'm getting used to it. He's, he's hardly here these days. He's isn't never he? here. No, part timer. He's out of the country almost as much yeah, as you, mate. Part timer. Oh, almost yeah. as much as me. Been <laughs> 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 gone once. Been gone once, and the whole place we just missed you. Falls we missed apart. you last week, mate. We missed I, you. I miss you. I was listening. I've been listening to all the shows down where I've been touching. Dip, dipping in and out. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, it's exactly what I do. Down the right hand side, we've got GP Gary yeah. Paul. Hey, how's it going, oh, international jet setter that you are? Very smart this evening, mate. Oh, thank you. you know, we, thank you. You're, yeah, you're on a date or something afterwards? Uh, or? Uh, no. Well, you want to get me in trouble? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the one man, one man who loves going on a date. He makes it a long-awaited return. Very true. He, he's like the judgy of B Sotted because he just he's he's been out for so long, and he's back. It's uh, it's it's. Hartson, also known as Edward the Headwood. Very nice. Thank you very much for the uh, lovely intro. Mate, uh, I, I've, I've missed you. I, I don't know what week. Billy was on about that I got barred. It was but nonsense. Arson every week asks, where's Hartson? But they're walking. I, I do know. I listen. I, I, hear, and I, I appreciate the love, Gary. And I, I love I, it, mate. I, I feel sorry for everyone else. I feel sorry for, like, Kate. I feel sorry for, um, you know, you know the, old, the older chap with the stats? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Greville. Uh, Gr- Greville, yeah great name I feel sorry for him I feel sorry for everyone they bring along because I always literally look up don't care who comes to the doors I'm like, where's Hartson Aaron, Aaron I, I appreciate the love mate and it, it is reciprocated big up it it's great be to be back thank you for having me <laughs> there you go thank you very much for joining me this evening uh, gents let's um, look back at the international weekend Henrik Dalsgaard with an assist this weekend I saw the goal yeah, he was. Uh, he, he he did really well. I think he steamed down the right wing and he, he got a cross in and uh, Ericsson smashed it into the back of the net. So, yeah, he's 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 had a he's had a really good uh, run of form for for the international team. Oh yeah, I mean continuing on from the World Cup, we had a, again a really good World Cup um, and a good end of the season last year for Brentford. So it's probably been a good six months of football for him he pulled himself off the picket line didn't he the, the Danes were, were kind of on strike weren't they in the first game and then uh, I think uh, you know they, they came back and they thought we're not going to let the Welsh beat us yeah so. but there's, there's this <laughs> ongoing uh, uh, Dalsgaard on, on, on Brentford games where he's going oh actually is he doing alright steps up on international duty and delivers every time yeah I mean I, I guess it's always going to be difficult when you when you pull in your national shirt I mean I, I don't you know has anyone ever watched Raheem Sterling play <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets he gets an awful lot of uh, grief, doesn't he? But yeah, no. But um, Chris Beppham, he had a, apparently. You know, I didn't watch the game on uh, on Saturday or was it Friday when when they played um, another stand up um, Ireland. I was going to say Giggs, he loves him, doesn't he? He does yeah. love him, and that's then and that's that's what we're kind of thinking. You know, he must be having a word with Man United. He, he must he must 
go back to them and say like Mepham, you need to keep an eye on him because he's he's, he's all he's always he's the first name on it. It would appear on his 20, on his team sheet at the moment. Twenty million quid, please. It's like yeah. Mar- Mourinho will only playing a right wing or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the next the next Man United manager probably maybe not this one. Poch, Poch, Poch. So yeah, no, we, we so yeah, the, the international the international weekend's been quite good for. Have you been these. bored? Mm, no, I thought <laughs> no. Look, I think we've been home and away almost constantly since the start of the season I think a week a weekend off is quite nice but you know what did you get up to on Saturday afternoon Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock what I, I went out I went out with a couple of bees mates to kind of watch the game but we, we didn't quite manage it we just stayed in the pub and <laughs> Saturday and, uh, afternoon 3 o'clock um, well I, I actually went to the England game I was at Wembley on um, what, Saturday evening Saturday afternoon, three o'clock, Edward. I was at a wedding, so oh, by, by three, mm. by three, I was a couple of sheets to the wind. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I just, I don't, I don't do international breaks. No, not a fan. Not, no, not really. I no. just, I like the consistency. I'm dreading, dreading the fact that there's one this month, next month, and the month after. Oh, guys, no. Can they come as a welcome break to us? Um, Romain Sawyers, he, he's, as I said last week on the pod, he's got the luckiest, well, not the luckiest, he's got, he's got the best international gig there is. Captain of St. Kitts and Nevis. Um, they played Puerto Rico at home, and they won 1-0, and he, and he had a worldy bit of skill that led to a, a, an even more impressive Impressive save. So I don't know who this Puerto Rican goalkeeper is, but he, <laughs> he's, he was good when they. I was, was going to say though, you know, in terms of that, I don't know what the quality of football is like in Saint Kitts and Nevis, or in Puerto Rico, but I'd imagine he'd be tearing up the scene. Well, I, I showed the lads earlier. There was a little clip that came out of this uh, outrageous techers soccer and shout out. But they, he dragged the ball back over his head into the box, and then had a shot from the right hand side. The keeper then made this worldy save, but it, it should have been. Top corner. So yeah, so Romain Sawyer comes comes back um, from his Concacaf Nations qualifier um, with a lovely, I mean, a bit of heat. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just back, probably sees some of the rums. Yeah, I, <laughs> probably. What a great, what a great, what a great gig that is. So uh, you know, he's, he seems to have got it sussed. Any, any other shout-outs on the international break? Um, yeah, it's a couple of the, the youth. Oh, well, um, the, um, what's his, Alan Judge was called up for Ireland. He didn't get any, didn't get any, any play whatsoever. Did uh, it was, uh, Patrick Gunnison got a run out and uh, t- uh, Lucas Talbo got a run out. Um, two two losses and two wins for the B team internationals around there. Yeah, and uh, some of the some of the under 17s and under 19s they 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 had sort of mixed results. And shout out to David Titoff who um, got a call up for the Latvian under 19s, and uh, I think they won one nil. So uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a you know we, we've got sort of probably at least 12 players, haven't we, out and about? So uh, yeah, it's, d- it's, a ch- the ch- it's a changing changing sort of times at Brentford. Yeah, well, as, as long as everybody comes back fit and in one piece, that's my major. And talking about fit and in one piece, we've got re- um, news today that Rico Henry is back in training. Um, he, he announced that on his Twitter feed, which was brilliant news. Um, we've forgotten what he looks like, I think, Rico. He arrived with a sol- shoulder injury. We didn't mm. see him play for a from while. Warsaw. Yeah, from Walsall. He, he's come for big money and, you know, he was, he's been tipped for, for greatness, really. Um, but he's just been plagued with injury. So, you know, he had a complete knee knee rebuild back end of last year and you know it's obviously a very very long re- recuperation so um, it'd be good to get him back in full time training but I don't know how, how how many weeks that is until he's in competition maybe it's not going to be till January how does he fit it. into things though for you you know in terms of the first team you know if he can build up some sort of form and, and, and fitness how does he fit in for your corner Massi- massively but uh, for me that, that raises the one question of one of my, my favourite bees at the moment is Johan Barve who is by trade a centre back but has been mm. playing left back really well I, I think and uh, when you he you never know we as a centre half you wouldn't know exactly no. tall pacey yeah, <laughs> yeah all, all, all that stuff but good R- delivery Rico, as well Rico Henry was signed to be that, that starting left back so uh I, I want Barbe to stay at the club as long as possible, but what's that? What's that say for Barbe when he comes back? We've invested. It would have seemed we've invested a lot of money in, in Rico, so you know we need to we need to kind of get some sort of return and to, and to protect that in some way. And I, I think he will be will be the the left back when he's fit. But you know, again, you, you just but, can't you can't rush these things. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think it, he's, he's going to be coming back very soon. And like we've seen with other players that have had these injuries ease them back in, ease them back in, ease them back in because you just don't want to um, 
recurrence of the injury. So is it t- two years this January he's been a... It must be, mustn't it? I, I can't remember the, the it, last time I had a mention it, it of him. Just, it just must be. I think it must be two years. It's, it was, it's not I three, think, is it? So, yeah, I think it's two seasons. Yeah, or, almost two seasons. I think this would have been his third season. Beginning of the season before last. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, for, it's got to be terribly frustrating for him. Don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've, seen, we've seen players... You know, come back from from very long um, injuries. People like Alan Judge and and Dalsgaard, you know, more more recently. So you know, they they've shown that you can come back and you can compete at the best level. One of them almost went to the World Cup, didn't they? After coming back from serious knees. So um, yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to get him back. And um, you know, obviously we've got. Um, he, he showed his pedigree when he was when he was. Yeah, he then. did. He yes. did. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get uh, a quick. Let's go for a quick uh, pause. Scotland two, Albania nil in the UEFA Nations League uh, that go heavy heavy rain in uh, at Hampton really heavy rain typical lovely Monday Monday night in Scotland <laughs> uh, 11 minutes past 9 we'll be continuing next with our international chat it's Love Sport Radio Joe Hart hands of pure butter I love butter Love Sport I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. Ian Stone's Comedy Breakfast on Love Sport. Oh, I like Danny Welby. I say, imagine if you came around for tea, be respectful. You so know, he'd call me Mr. Stone, and I'd say, honestly, Danny, Daniel, you can call me Ian, and it'd be that sort of, you know... Basically, going out with your daughter. That your sort case. of thing. You would, Yes, if I had a daughter, I would happily let give her to Danny Welbeck, right? You know what I mean? Or, ga- or Kante. Whereas there's some players, you go, like Ibrahimovic, you go, you're not coming near my daughter. <laughs> yeah, yes. You're not coming near my daughter. <laughs> yeah. And Ibrahimovic, you go, I'm taking your daughter. Yeah, you could do nothing about it. Shove me out of the way. <laughs> your daughter wants... <laughs> Weekdays from 6.30am. There are some things a man should not talk about, and his arsenal is one of them, believe me. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com, the official bookmaker of Love Sport. Love Sport Radio, good evening. We're talking all things Brentford. Now, Laney, you wanted to pick up on, uh, you know, a post that stunned around on social media. Uh, Tim Sherwood talking about feeder clubs. Anyone want to give us an insight into what he had to say? So, so Tim Sherwood's kind of broached this the subject, the thorny issue of, of feeder clubs and their place within football, the, the English football pyramid, and, and um, the necessity he feels to, to bring um, premiership young players through um, rather than young players full stop through because you know everyone knows that each each traditional uh, community club in towns and cities up and down the country they all play a, a, a you know a, a really important role in bringing the youth through in their area and then that you know depending on who that club is and the size of it um, they, they you know it feeds up the pyramid so this this model that is is sort of fuck well it, it it works to a certain degree in Spain, I guess. That's, that's, that's kind of the best example where Barcelona's team, B team, play you know in the third tier, and they they can't they can't get promoted. So, but they serve they serve only really to um, to, to for the interest of, of the, the clubs at the top, and we're just obviously worried that you know for clubs like Brentford. A couple of years ago, that could have been us being a feeder club, and you know it, it does it, it changes too much about um, what is special. You know, I, I think Britain and England in particular, they, you know, these these the identity of a, a town is is pretty much defined by its football club in many cases. So, I think um, I think you know Tim's got this very wrong. Yeah, I I I'm really against that idea. Um, for start, who actually qualifies? to have a feeder club the biggest teams the most successful teams the best teams you know who qualifies a team like Sunderland who had what six seven years almost a decade in the Premier League would have had a feeder team that they'd probably be playing this year the way things... So it probably the would, they would have probably bought Hartlepool for example yeah if they'd have bought Hartlepool or something or s- some of those teams but the thing is things move on so much like Man City I mean what 20 years ago they were in um they were in the old League One. Um, at that point, they're still one of the big. They well, were still one of the biggest teams and would have qualified for a league to, for, for sorry for for a um, feeder team. Now, how how you know where do you draw the line? Um, the other the other side of it is you know where we you know we as a 
you would consider us a smaller club, are not here to, you know, to bring players through for Chelsea. Where you know we are an entity of our own, and of I think course. that the teams in this country have too strong entity, um, a too strong identity for that to work in that way in this country. It just it just kind of seems to make a mockery of the traditions and history of British football or, or English football, especially that the this big club mentality or the big guys should just have this opportunity to do that for the, their younger players, but forget about all the, the teams and the small clubs all around the country. Forget about Brentford for a minute, but if you're from Stockport or if you're from Yeovil, well, you know, why should your team be taken over? Or, or because the big clubs need need you to uh, become a feeder team for them. And, and it also it's like a snapshot in time that they assume that's never going to change. We we all know that football is cyclical. And as as you right you said, Gaz, that you know if Sunderland had, had bought Hartlepool um, five years ago, then as Sunderland you know slide down the league table and the leagues then the first casualty of that probably would have been them selling Hartlepool and if Hartlepool's not been gearing up to to be sustainable in its own right then that club will probably die the the, the prime example is as you said earlier Barcelona B who in what what stage in this in in this world that we live in a Barcelona A team going to get relegated from the Liga they're not mm. so Tottenham, whoever, or Sunderland, you know, that they, we, we live in a country we play that, that level of football where Sunderland could actually go down, have done, and now they would be playing uh, their, their feeder team if, if they were in that position. And it's a testimony to, the, you know, to our, the structure of our football leagues is the fact that there is so much movement. You know, there are examples from going to the, from the bottom to the top and the top to the bottom, and it's, it's not, they're not, mir- you know, they're not, it's, it, it's, they're not frequent, but it's, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a miracle when it happens. Huddersfield, Leicester, Bournemouth. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, but ultimately, yeah, what do they hope to achieve? Because are they are, are they looking at this as in oh, we will bring through young play young English players? Are we going to, as I said, are we going to just bring through players for Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, and the top teams? To you know, are we just actually going to be working for them? Well, it was a worrying sort of admission or a worrying thought that Mark Warburton, when he was a Brentford manager, he again he actually. Broached, broached this subject and he, he said he felt that feeder clubs were in the best interest of, of the game and I, and I remember saying to him you know, how can you be saying that as a Brentford manager because it, we, we're, we're more likely to be, become a feeder club than have a feeder club and you know, at the time he was saying it um, you know, maybe he genuinely thought that that was the best way <clears throat> of, getting, of getting sort of first team experience for the for the younger players at every club, but surely you know th- it's it's the loan system maybe that needs needs restructuring. Or, and what I've read in, as as a really valid response to a lot of this is the fact that Premiership clubs probably shouldn't be allowed to stockpile quite as many players. Yeah, I think that is the main. I think that is the main <laughs> issue that I've seen over the last five ten years. Um, Chelsea, you know, Chelsea. When, when Chelsea. Le- yeah. uh, I think Wolves are another one. Of them. Wolves are another one of them that are, are, are absolutely, you know, stockpiling and they're utilising low market. But with Chelsea, um, you know, you're reading some real horror stories now. It's as if, like, it's becoming like this sort of holiday yeah. camp I mean, you- where, where, where players just go, they turn up for training, and they're training not in a reserve squad, not in a, an A-team squad or a B-team squad, but in a, a lone squad, awaiting, like, sort of a transit. It's like a holding window, yeah. you know, and... That has become their business model because Chelsea aren't as commercially viable as Manchester United Man- and they don't have the oil resources of Manchester City. They need to find another way to make some money because otherwise it's just going to be a case of Rome and Rome and Rome and Rome and signing checks, signing checks, signing checks. And yes, he's willing to do that, but he's got to make some money out of it and he's got to you know make sure it kind of keeps itself going. So that's what he's doing. Look at the big money they're, se- they're selling people on for. The likes of Nathan Ake. You know, I'm sure the Ruben Loftus cheap. James, put up for sale was, tomorrow. I was going to say, I mean, a fantastic, fantastic footballer that got sent out to Palace, did a great season at Palace, and then got taken back to Chelsea. But is he going to get a run in the Chelsea team? Debatable. Yeah, but the thing is, they're selling loans as well, and that is problematic because I, mean, I know they have Savile with us. Yeah, there have been. That's why I've known that in the past Brentford have been priced out of loaning players but that, that was the same as Palace with Loftus Cheek this season you know the Palace fans were desperate for him back Roy Hodgson was desperate for him back there's a gap for him but Chelsea won a £10 million loan fee and yeah. that's just crazy that, you know? and that's what I mean How? so why why would you then say feeder clubs are the issue no the issue is that you can't be sitting there saying there's £10, 10 million pounds to 
to loan a play you know the entire system is set up for these teams to just make money out of it so it's a, another big my you know another big worry about what Sherwood was saying necessarily is like you know okay we've got these examples of you know like what Bamford the way he's been sort of moved around all over the place um, while he was still at Chelsea you know you said Aki and you said Loftus Cheek but you know there's, there's probably 200 players probably at Chelsea all kind of stag- all, all developing in in a weird kind of bubble which, which is at Cobham you know you go there and it's it's, it's, it's an amazing it's an amazing place they, but also, they also have a lot of the youth guys that go and train in Battersea Park on the Astro pitches yeah. there as well like because I suppose there's not enough room for them to be training at Cobham yeah. you look at them there's someone like Marco Van Hinkle who's still there He's not been loaned out. He was at PSV for two seasons. He was at Stoke and Milan before that. He's made two appearances in five years for Chelsea. And he's still there. You know, absolutely baffling. They've loaned out Eduardo so they can make a bit of money. Eduardo, who's their third choice keeper at the age of 35 years old, they've sent him out on loan to Vitesse so that they could, and, and well, they're, they're, they're getting themselves a loan fee. You look at someone else like Thomas Callas. Callas, who, you know, who played in that famous game at Anfield, you know, the, the Slippy G game, I like mm. to call it. You know, um, he's been farmed out on loan to Bristol City. Baba Rahman to Schalke, Kurt Zuma to Everton. Uh, another baffling one is, anyone remember Michael Hector, anyone? No. You don't remember Michael Hector? Nope. You don't remember Michael Hector? Nope. He's a, J- a Jamaican international centre half. Played, uh, you know, plenty of games for Reading. And one day it's like Chelsea want to sign him, and everyone's like, "Huh? <laughs> what, what, what? What's this all about?" They signed him. I don't think he's played a game for him. Michael Hector. He's on loan at Sheffield Wednesday now. Twenty six years of age. Uh, signed for Chelsea three years ago. Uh, played what? <sighs> 70, 80, 80 league games for Reading um, and gone to four loans, gone, gone and done four loans. One at Reading, Eintracht Frankfurt, Hull and now Sheffield Wednesday. The list is endless. So, so the problem the problem is they have too many players. That, that is the, that's a fact. So, you know, really before we start questioning whether they should be buying up and ruining the football league, maybe they ought to stop ruining players and, yep. and, and just let, you know, let, let them... The transfer market is so busted, isn't it? They're paying too much... They've got too much money to spend on players they don't need and that, that seems to be, the, you know, from my, my point, the crux of it. It's Premier League. It's the Premier League. That's all it is. And trust me, you lot have got it all to come. Cash Believe dollar. me, you have to. Ca- that cash money is it's all on route. 923 is Love Sport. I can't believe the people of London made a balloon of me just wearing my nappy. Fake news. Because I always wear it with my suit over top. 558 AM. Love Sport. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com. From casinos to horses. We've got it covered. 7bestbets.com. Love Sports, official betting partner. Can you save money on your car insurance? Chris did with a little help from a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple-to-use app, visit 7bestbets.com As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com Please gamble responsibly. Visit Gamblerware for more details. Whoa! Look how much saturated fat is in these chocolate biscuits. It's surprising how much is in our food and drinks. For us kids, eating too much saturated fat can lead to harmful fat building up inside, which we can't see, increasing the risk of heart disease or stroke when we get older. So be food smart. Download the free Change for Life food scanner app and start making healthier choices today. You love your sport. But it can be a pain organising it. 
Endless phone calls, emails and text messages, organising players and collecting money can all be a headache. What you need is Teamer.net, the free sports app that'll help you manage your team's events, communicate effectively as a team, and now you can collect money simply and securely via Teamer payments. Relied upon by 2 million members, Teamer is available for free on desktop, Android and iPhone. Brent Ford, I mean who knew? Most people don't know this, but Brentford, really special. Great cars, 100% American, great. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com, the official bookmaker of Love Sport. Sport Radio, good evening. 9.26 across the capital, chaps. Uh, Arsenal in the Carabao, isn't it? It's the it Carabao. Is, yeah. Let's call it the random sponsored League Cup. Let's call it League Cup. Wasn't it called the EFL Cup a couple of years ago? EFL, yep. Worthington, Milk. It's been Carling. Worthington's was a good name. Worthington. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Yeah. That was the best name. Carling was right. Carling was right. Yeah, everyone, other everyone beers knows, are available. Everyone knows it as the Carling Cup, though. Like, everyone yeah, yeah. calls it the Carling Cup still. Rumbelows. Rumbelows. Little Woods. Little Woods. <laughs> Little Woods. <laughs> Little Woods, yeah. Uh, what's the, Many uh, guys is. The, the Milk building, Cup. Building one. Oh, yeah. was it... Um, no, Trade, you're no, talking about the Checker Trade Trophy. No, that's something that's else. Yeah. That's the, the, the yeah, I Need a Plumber dot com trophy. No. Checker Trade, Checker Trade dot com. <laughs> Free advertising. <laughs> there you go. Get your yellow pages out. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal visiting yeah. uh, Griffin Park. No, no, no. no, 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 no sorry, around. Arsenal away. Excuse yeah. me. Excuse me. Arsenal uh, away. Um, you guys are going to sell out your allocation. Eight thousand. Yeah, yeah, uh, I would expect so. Should, should be easy with the the prices set at what they are. It's it's go for one the thing you've got to say. So oh, at good. the moment you've got lower tier at ten pounds, upper tier <laughs> twenty pounds, and concessions at half those prices. So half those prices would be five, five pounds, and ten pounds, and ten pounds. Yeah. And what what does a concession include? Um, children and above sixty five. Students, yeah. students. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. None of us are there. Any not of those read things. the full T's and C's, mate. Just no. Uh, no, my days of concessions are long gone. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's you haven't good. got long to wait, there, have you? No, that's true. Yes, it's, <laughs> um, it's coming quickly, a lot quicker than I would like. I certainly wouldn't go as far as to say it's our cup final, but it's um, it's a game that a lot of people have uh, have never seen in their lifetimes. And we we were looking forward to it. We were we were sitting there waiting for the draw for a, hopefully to get a big team come out, and we did. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often, no. does it? You know, no. there's, there's, there's and if it, if it, if we do, it's normally Chelsea. So I mean, QPR got through to the same round, and they got some. Got they got is it black? They got they got a long schlep up up north on a on a on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Um, so yeah, we 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 have come up come up smelling the roses. I actually. can't wait to see the panic-stricken face of Steve McLaren as he gets off the coach. Just, <laughs> you know, he does that one face, just that just is just like uh, this is too much. You know. Just can't wait to see that again. Yeah, so yeah, it's a big 26th of September. Yep. Um, a lot, yeah, so the tickets went on sale uh, yesterday, I think it was. No, today. No, they went morning. Ten, 10 o'clock this morning. 10 o'clock this morning. So uh, yeah, hopefully the ticket system won't fall over. I, th- I think as, as it's a London game, the price is the way they are, and it's it's obviously Arsenal, so we, we haven't played them since the 40s. Yeah, from the 40s. All right. Um, I, I think that 8,000 shouldn't be a problem. So we know. You know, I just assume that everyone that wants a ticket is going to get one. I don't think there's anyone that's been to Brentford over the last sort of five or six years that that shouldn't qualify for one. Um, Gary, what 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 kind of team do we do? We, how do we approach this game? To be honest with you, because you know, we we've, if we're going to take if we're going to take selling the tickets seriously and we're going to take supporting supporting the game seriously by going and, and packing it out, then surely we have to field a strong team. Yeah, I think we need to put a strong team because. I think it must be very hard um, for somebody to come to Brentford, sign for Brentford, get this a game like this come up, and then be told, "Well, you know, I'm going to leave you out." You know, top Brentford players will want to play in this team. There are also a couple of ex-Arsenal players in in our squad. They will want to play this. They will want to play in yeah, this game. Yeah, Nico Yunaris will want to go back hopefully. And so, the, the past few cup games, we've put out our. Second best eleven, rough give or take a few players. Third um, or fourth best, I think. Yeah. So, but you'd assume with the game like Arsenal uh, that we'd, we'd put out the the first team. Say, but you know, South End in the first round, there was people like Saeed Ben Rama. Um, you know, he, he 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 was used that as a you know part of his uh, his, his getting to match fit for the championship. But re- you know, really, 
Dan- we have to, Daniels. We have to, we have to go really strong. Yeah, maybe the goalkeeper mate, you can you can have a gamble slightly with, but I think the rest of the team. Mads, like, Mads Beck Sorensen started. The, I know, did he take a? He's a long term knock, but you know he started away at South End and he he played the the cup game before that as well. So, but what we're saying is, would you be disappointed if there's five or six changes, or would you expect him one or two changes? How how light? If I'm honest, personally, I, I, I want to see our best team out. I want to see the team that we'd start up against the best team in the championship and, and performance wise you know we we kind of scarred's the wrong word but we we're still kind of smarting a bit from the last time we played Chelsea at Stamford Bridge we got we got them in the FA Cup we got li- we got a little bit excited didn't turn up and then he's not being funny then you walk away from those games and you think what the hell what the hell have I why have the hell have I sort of yeah it's just a flat feeling yeah, so you need you need you need your strong team. Oh, you know, as, as, as sitting there as somebody that got burnt by going to that derby game, like what? Tuesday night in derby, and us getting turned over five nil, and the cleaning lady was playing left wing. And <laughs> like, <laughs> but what what team are Arsenal going to put out? There's that too. Yeah, there's that too. So, so the man, it's the manager's job, I, I would say, at Brentford to put out a, a team that he always feels is strong enough to win every football game that they go out. So, yeah, w- field a weakened team against Southend because you should you should be confident that your your second string are, are good enough. We yeah, played, Southend United a route too, wasn't it? I mean, it's it not, was. It's, it's, it's not it's not easy. As, as you know, as we, as, who went down there on Saturday and almost got tonks Peterborough. They two 0 yeah. up and then they pulled it back to all. They so that. Off what I saw about Southend, that Chrissy Powell's—he's he's doing a pretty good job down there. Do you reckon there could be a bit of vulnerability in Arsenal? Of course, you know, new new season, Unai Emery, different different ball game, if you like. They're not—they're not invincible, are they? Let's no. put it that way. Their start of the season's been pretty pretty. Depends average. if they play the game and not the. T- so if they play if they play the name and not the team, they could get burnt. You know, they can't look at it and see. Oh well, we're playing Brentford. They need to realise there's a team that's less than 20 places below them in the league. I do really, really want to see Sawyer's nutmeg Ozil. I just straight in the middle of the park doing doing a sexy Sawyer's skill straight up, and then everybody going, "Oh my!" Now we realise how good Sawyer's is. There's a lot to be excited about. I mean, that's that's why you say like people like Ollie Watkins. You know, we can't we can't rest here. Made, made for games like them. Made for, yeah, Sorry, made, made for, yeah. games made for people like them. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the the most expressive players, the people that love to be um, allowed to play against other teams that want to play. So you're going to get some possession as well. But also puts them in the shop window. There is that. Yeah, yeah I wasn't, wasn't going to mention that. Yeah. But but again, yeah, exactly. So Meps has got a player. Yeah, side yeah. Benrama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but it's not it's not a fire sale. But uh, no, well, of course not. But. So you. Yeah, so I think it's a, a, equally as a, it's not on telly. So um, I, I think there's a you know should be a, a fairly decent Arsenal turnout as well. So yeah, we're looking forward to it, mate. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, let's take a quick pause. It's Love Sport Radio nine thirty three. I've had many negotiations with North and South Korea. East and West Korea must be much more peaceful. I've never heard of those two. The Love Sport Fan Shows. I think Ozil's got something like 40 million followers on Instagram and Twitter, and Ramsey's got about 6 million followers, and it does make a difference. Ozil is a world brand, and, and Ramsey isn't, as you correctly say. Although they're getting paid to play football, it is bigger and wider than that, definitely. That injury record as well doesn't yeah. help him. I mean, that's a, that's a big part of it. Any team that's looking at Aaron Ramsey is going to be looking at statistical data on the player, and every team uses sports science and that sort of data these days. And you only have to look at it and say, can we afford to pay 250, £300,000 a week for a player that we don't know is going to play 50 games in a season. Is he robust enough? Weekdays and Sunday from 7pm. The Love Sport Fan Shows. The bulk of the work in the last couple of weeks, at least since the football started, has been tactical because Shari's style is so different from anything Chelsea have been doing. Yeah. Particularly, um, these players have to relearn how they interpret the game and make entirely different decisions. And I think that's why the presence of Jorginho is so important. He is Shari's captain on the pitch, essentially. He's, he's a mouthpiece, you know, he's isn't a he? technical leader. He's the guy who sets the tone. But yeah, as you said, JK, he's also the mouthpiece. When they don't have the ball, he's all organising the uh, the press, telling everyone where to be and, and how to play. Weekdays and Sunday from 7pm. 9.34 across the capital. Of course, this week we received uh, a bit of news that Birmingham City may be facing a 12-point deduction in the championship. Um, 
due to financial irregularities, FFP, call it really what you want. But with QPR, with Sheffield Wednesday also going through, I mean, it was a secret transfer embargo. They didn't tell anyone they were going through a transfer embargo and all the fans are sitting there going, why aren't we signing anyone? What's going on? Um, Does more need to be done to crack down on these owners who, who chuck a bit of money at it in the hope of getting to the Premier League to strike it rich and then sort of you know, come down and or, or, or don't you not even make it to the Premier League. You see Sheffield Wednesday, their owner has absolutely thrown money at this project and hasn't tasted success. QPR have been up and down, up and down and, and are in an, an absolute mess right now. There are other clubs up there. Cardiff City went through a terrible time. I was reading a piece today about Russell Slade and how in reality, they should be thanking him because he's the one who completely shredded up the wage bill. He's the one who managed to actually get them on some form of a level footing. But should more does more need to be done to protect clubs from these owners? Well, it's it's just galling as a Brentford fan when you you know year in year out we see our best players you know sold and we you know we we've become what's the word that we we've become a bit numb to to the to that sensation now and but i think we understand that you know the way the way our club is the way we're going to hopefully survive and grow in the future is by not just chucking money at at the team that's not the only way to do it the only the way to do it is to develop and nurture and grow um and do it in a in a way that you know, organically, yeah, more, more, much more organically. Of course, there's there's more money being spent now than ever before, and the you know the, the wage bill is bigger than it's ever been. I know it's in, it's all relative compared to what everyone else is spending, but everyone else spent, seems to be spending too much. Um, you know, you, you just got to look at what Birmingham did. You know, coming in and buying twelve million pounds worth of our players um, this time just over a year ago. Fun podcast that one. Yeah, yeah, no, I, <laughs> you know, but. Uh, this window that we've just gone through we've talked about it loads but maybe this was a first sign of Brentford showing themselves to be a little bit actually we're going to keep hold of these players uh, which is which is new but for me it's like why why should uh, clubs like us and, and other clubs you know respect it you know follow the rules and then other people are flouting the rules and getting away with it or not even getting away with it they're coming under this but not actually coming down on them going back to Birmingham I read again a really interesting piece today on David Stockdale the former Fulham keeper and uh, you know a keeper that would have was was actually he's not bad he's not actually that bad he's he's got his fans and he's got his critics but um the fact that he'd just been promoted to the Premier League with Brighton, offered a new deal there, but saw the money that Birmingham were offering on something like a four or five year deal and, and, and just said no to Brighton and went to Birmingham. He's actually gone on loan to Southend United. <laughs> he's gone on loan to Southend United and, and, and he's com- he was told by Gary Monk, go and find yourself a new club because you're not playing it. You know, you've got no chance. And Gary Monk has brought in his own uh, keeper. But, you know, absolutely amazing to show what after especially after everything Birmingham City went through, you know, initially with Carson Young, financially they were, you know, minutes from meltdown. They managed to get themselves on a level playing field and then go, and of course it had to be Harry Redknapp that spent all that money. It had to be Harry Redknapp, (laughs) didn't it? Harold Redknapp. Um, And and they've gone and done it again. They they, they just haven't learned. Gaz, you were saying before we we, we came in tonight, you were saying, you know, some of the con- some of the legs of the contracts, you know, they, they, it looks like they're they're buying some yeah, really well good that's players. A, that's the issue because you're seeing guys being signed to five year contracts. Where were we five years ago? Where were Sunderland five years ago? Teams change so much and situations change so much over the length of that. And that those long contracts, long big contracts, are milestone around the necks of these clubs. It, it's, it's a milestone. It's a millstone. Sorry, if um, if if the contracts long and really really expensive we give we give out long contracts some of our some of our you know kids are on four and five year deals but there are four or five year deals on brentford wages and you know it's 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 it's, you know with our current backer and the 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 way the the you know the club's structured it probably isn't going to break us but if we were on someone was only 30 grand a week you know they're not we're not they're not, we're not paying that kind of money. So it's not, it's not necessarily the length of the contract, as you say. It's, it's the length of contract. It's your commitment to paying someone £3 million a year. A, a brilliant um, 
set a sort of you know tweet thread appeared on my timeline just as conveniently we're talking about this uh daniel story is tweeted saying substantiated rumors are about final financial peril at bottom wanderers and birmingham city which could well lead to significant points deductions for either slash both a very early 2000s retro field gabriel sutton added beginning to wonder if forest could also potentially be in peril if they don't go up in the next year or two Ben Wills has just absolutely smashing on in a horrible way. Nothing beats 0809 League Two. Bournemouth and Rotherham were on minus 17 before the season even started. Luton were on minus 30. That's on right. top of that, Darlington got deducted 10 points in late January, and only what Luton went down. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, that's hardcore points deductions. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but but that is a it is a deterrent. You know, if if someone's you know they they if it's twelve points, it's not going to be twelve points. It's probably just an opening gambit. They'll probably end up with with six with six suspended until the following year. But but when when you when you've only got eight points as it is at the moment or whatever they've got, but they have to they have to deliver it. You know, yeah, they, they have to deliver it. Threaten this twelve point deduction or thirty point deduction, whatever it is. You have to then deliver it, otherwise. Okay, I've got a, a rich financial back, and we'll, we'll flat the rules and just and pay but, chin the money that we, we we're going to get. But then you have to look at what's happened with QPR. You know where. Uh, what, know, was, what, was their, what was their final bill? So I think it was I think it was seven it was forty odd million pounds was was what you know, it's, it's forty million divided by over ten years. Se, it's yeah. seven it's seventeen million that they have to pay three million in legal bills and the shareholders have to write off twenty two million pounds in loans. So you know it, it's not actually forty million quid they've got. It, yeah, exactly. So if there's no. If there's no real deterrent to do it, people are just going to keep on doing it. It's still, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still, a, it's still a hefty punch, punch to the solar plexus <laughs> for for them. Is like 17 million quid. That's that's almost yeah, a but it's over 10 years, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's but a it punch. May, it may be over 10 years, but they've got owners there who don't want to put any more money in. Well, they've got they, owners who don't want to put money in. The fans aren't turning up. The team look like they're they're on the slide. They're not going to the one. Premiership anytime soon. <laughs> Well, Come on. So sorry, if it's, they're looking the no other no way, chance. and they're lo- and, yeah. and on and on gates that are similar to ours now. Yep. So you know, if we we had this seventeen million quid round our round our necks, then yeah, it's gonna it's gonna it would the cause difference, the difference, You know, the big difference between Brentford and QPR is the m- biggest difference. Well, there's lots of differences, but what, no, no, what's no, the no, one no, you're the thinking biggest of? Difference, you lot have got assets to sell. You guys have got players there. That if you had seventeen million pound worth of debt, you could call in Chris Meppen tomorrow and go, "There you go, mate. You're off ski somewhere. You're off somewhere." Or you know, anyone in that squad, you look at them. You've got money to be made there. Name me three players in that QPR squad right now that you could sell for more than a million pound each. Name me three exactly. players. Luongo, <laughs> Massimo Luongo will, will go for you know a mil, two mil. Uh, Eberichi, easy. That's probably it. Maybe Ryan Manning to an extent. That's it. Yeah. There's no real assets. They've had to be. They've stripped back and stripped back and stripped back. All they've got is bare brick now. That's it. It's done. Yeah. What more can you do? You have got to feel sorry for fans. You know, Birmingham City fans, QPR fans, whatever. They're not. They're not. Our, they're not our most popular. Buddies, it's mismanagement. But you know. Yeah, but I was talking to a Portsmouth, Portsmouth fan, and he was saying, "Well, look, we got fined, and you know, we had this happen to us. We had that happen to us. Other teams are getting away with it. Luton fans are saying the same. As you said, they got fined thirty. You know, thirty points." And pretty much relegated out of the league, you know. Pompey, Pompey have the highest gate consistently every year, even though they're still in the position they're in now. Sixteen thousand, yeah. yeah. Consistently have the highest gate of of that league. So the pro- proper proper it, fans down there. Yeah, I, yeah. But I, that's why I say fan owned football is is a big big thing. You look at there's a lot of fan owned clubs in this country. Wickham Wanderers, you know, but, Wimbledon of course have done the unthinkable. They've managed to resurrect themselves properly. Brentford B. Bre- <laughs> Well, but we were, you know, Brentford were fan owned for probably four or five years, and it was yeah, it helped it 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 kind of helped. It steadies the ship, doesn't it? it? But you mm, you still you used to compete. We were still rattling. We needed Benham, and that, yeah. was, that was. But I mean, I, I actually, funny enough, I wrote my my dissertation on. Um, whether a fan-owned model is actually sustainable to 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 sustain a, a professional football club in the top of tiers, the the top tiers of English football, uh, the Premier League and Championship, and truth be told, no, because I actually spoke to people like either hell at Wimbledon, mm. and and he he said simply, you know, we've got to deal with football manager on the front of our shirt. We've had since day one. There's gonna be a day where we need to go and get something bigger or someone mm. bigger is going to come to us with more money or double or triple the money and we're going to have to say I'm really sorry to football manager you know yeah. we've got to move on but we've got to look at it and unless you're I don't know what word to use apart from 
the one that's in my head right now, which is Beep Hot. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Beep Hot Savvy in the sense of, you know, commercially. And you've got people selling sponsorships and selling and selling and selling. And you can make your brand as big as possible. You're going to struggle. You're going to need an external investment. And funny enough, Wick and Wonder is a club that were owned by the guy who owned loans.co.uk, Steve Hayes, who owned Wasps as well absolutely riddled with debt and issues and oh so much political stuff going on there they've cleared their debt thanks to jordan ibe they've managed to get things back on a level kill they've called a fans general meeting and rumor has it that there's someone who's about to invest in the club that someone wants to put a money bit of money gas uh aims this way and the fans are sitting there in two months going well it could all end up like it was before you know and we could spend money on stuff we don't need and not live within our means anymore or it could actually go quite well. And that's the problem. When when you come to fan-owned football, that's the issue you're going to have. That's true. Right. Whoever, whoever buys Wickham, hopefully they've got six hours to get themselves out of the car park after the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, no. They'll have the, the priority. Oh, the they'll have lower tier rather oh, okay. than upper tier. Uh, but yeah, 9.45. We are late, aren't we, buddy? Yeah, we're late. He's just looking at you. Break, which a break. It's always... Come on now. Come on now. Break. Let me tell you. People have been saying, I'm a disgrace to my country. But has anyone listened to James O'Brien on LBC? I don't think so. Love Sport, 558 AM. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com. From casinos to horses, we've got it covered. 7bestbets.com. Love Sport's official betting partner. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on a spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple-to-use app, visit 7bestbets.com. As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. Digital radio offers great sound quality and more stations than ever before. And we want to make sure that you get Love Sport on your digital radio. Just press the auto-tune or auto-scan button and Love Sport will appear on your menu. Love Sport on digital radio. A great station for a great city. It's the debate that will rage on for years and years. Who would make the England Test Team's greatest Test eleven On Thursday, 27th of September, at the London Hilton on Park Lane, join Andrew Strauss, Mike Atherton, Henry Blofeld and Mark Nicholas as they lead everyone through a lively debate and discussion. The evening will be hosted by Chris Cowdery and will include the chance for you to have your say on who will make the legendary England Test eleven. For more information, visit lordtavernus.org forward slash events to find out more. Measles and hooping offer on the rise. Vaccinations can help prevent them. Are your child's up to date? Find out more. Search NHS vaccinations. Love sports. London hospitals. A war zone. Just like my rear end after spicy food. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com. From casinos to horses. We've got it covered. 7bestbets.com. Love sports. Official betting partner. You know I use a hashtag on Instagram. Saturdays are for football. And I always put up pictures of a lot of random stadiums I go to. Because that's what Saturdays are for, aren't they? You're never down Griffin Park, though, are you, Aaron? No, I was loads last year. Loads. All I seemed to do last year was watch Brentford, Barnsley and Preston. I don't know why. Yeah, let's fart more poo. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept getting bashed for watching Fulham. Yeah, well, so you blooming well should, mate. Getting bashed for watching Fulham. Anyway, so Saturday, uh, Saturday's off for football. Yeah, and it's uh, it's Wigan at Griffin Park on Saturday. Well, hey, Wigan at Griffin Park. Hey, well, doesn't get any better than that, it doesn't. does it? No. So we need to get back, get back on this bike, and we need to start pedalling again. We've got a we've got a busy, busy September. Yeah, very busy. As I said, you know, it's good to have a couple of weeks off. Let you know, 
to get people freshen up a little bit and then so, we can take take on these guys. So we've got Wigan, then when, next Wednesday, Ipswich away. Then we play Frank Lampard's Derby. Then we've got Arsenal. Then we've got Reading at home to, to round September off. Ed, what kind of September are you looking at those fixtures? What what are you what are you expecting? What are you hoping for? Uh, personally, I I don't really see too many teams uh, it, other than the top six that, that that what we think the top six will be at the end of the season that we shouldn't take points against. So um, I'd like to see. Uh, three wins, three. three I think you'll batter wet Reading. I think we'll batter Reading. Batter I, th- Reading. I, I think we'll tuck Wigan in. I Ipswich. Think Ipswich. Ipswich, Ipswich have been struggling. They're Ips. rock bottom, aren't they? Yeah, we're, yeah. Ipswich was a bit of a bogey for us. Yeah, we yeah, don't we do know, too we, well. We, they no, do. We? Last couple of years we've done all right. We've won one twice there. Yeah, no, I think we lost last year, didn't we? I mean, that was that was Mick McCarthy. Yeah, that was Mick McCarthy at which anyway, very early on. But, again, uh, but we should have won then. Want to want to see some exciting football at Arsenal, but let, let, let's take that as it comes. But well, if we're looking at that list, actually, Ars- the Arsenal is the one game I, I'd accept defeating now. Yeah. <laughs> looking at that, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the only one apart from uh, the the massively bigged up Frank Lampard Derby team, yeah. um, who you know there'll be a lot of chat around that game. The thing is, I, I watched Derby at Millwall. And and they the Millwall fans properly riled up Frank Lampard. It was absolutely world class watch because every time their players got on the ball within their half, it just ended up for a throw in, and the fans were on his back. They were just on the players' back. They didn't get out of their own half for about ten fifteen minutes, and then Frank Lampard, after getting beat at Millwall, turns around and goes, "Well, I've played in bigger, uh, I played in bigger stadiums with, with more fans." It's just like. Well, mate, yeah, fair enough, you may have, but they've just done a job on you. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, I think as well last year, of course, there was a red card last year. Uh, was it? It wasn't Lasavibe. Lasavibe was on his way to China at the time. I can't remember who got the red card between Brentford and Derby at Derby. Cannot. Was it Sergio Cannot? Yeah, it might was be. Sergio Cannot. Yeah. To be fair, Brentford would have beaten him. Brentford would have beaten. You had so many chances, hit the post, etc., 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 etc. I reckon you can go and do a job at Derby. I mean, we, let's, we we did this before, and then we got to Blackburn, and we were like, oh, that, let, let's bring us bring ourselves back down a minute." You know, I, I do think that we could stand up against pretty much anyone in the league. Well, this is we we find out a bit more, don't, don't we? In this yeah. next bit, we, yeah. we 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 do we are up against you know uh, Frank Lampard's Derby, and they, they are one of the fancy teams, and obviously Arsenal are going to test us. So that's that's a good way of testing our metal. If if I could take ten points. From September, I'll be happy. Really happy. Ten points in the cup win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looking at looking at that, yeah, I think yeah. You, so you're saying three wins: Wigan, Wigan win, Ipswich win, Reading win, and a draw against Derby away. Yeah, yeah. That, that that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah that would be we'll, great. we'll take that now. Can we can we fix that now? Cheers. Is that Thanks. something Thanks we can much. set in stone? Um, so and also what we're saying is as well in, inadvertently here is indirectly sorry is that the league's much more important than this cup. Yeah. Uh, we knew that, didn't we? Yeah, of course, it, it, it of course we know that. So, you know, is is Dean Smith going to be protect? You know, is that is that you know he's mad to 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 put to, to put eggs in his one basket? I'll, I'll ask a question because I'm not sure. But uh, Ipswich still the the kind of Mick McCarthy mould Ipswich that we know before. Are no. they going to go around kicking us or not? No, I don't think so. I mean, they've got their new manager, and the funny things. The funny thing is, I think all the fans after absolutely. Shoving Mick McCarthy out the door, Mick McCarthy in TC as he calls him, you know, crying Terry Connor. Mm. <laughs> oh my God, get relegated! All this, all oh, this stuff that came out this week, about basically McCarthy at Brentford when he was, the, there were all the fans waiting outside to throw bottles in. Mate, they, they hated him. They hated him. And do you know what? I bet they wish to have him back right now. I can see Mick McCarthy going to somewhere like Reading and keeping him up this season. Oh, of course. Is he going to get another job? He wants oh, another. Of course one. he will. Of course he'll get another, another job. Seek and destroy. Job, yeah. he'll, he'll get another job with a club that needs him. A club that Probably needs Q- him. QPR, maybe. QPR, <laughs> mate. He'd do a job at QPR. He'd do a job at QPR. He'd do a job at Reading as well. I reckon Gareth Ainsworth got go to QPR, though. I just got this feeling about Gareth Ainsworth and QPR because he knows how to operate with no money, one. And two, he, he's a bit of a legend over there. You know, they, they love him down there. But I can see Mick, McCart- Mick McCarthy and TC turning up at Reading after Paul Clements had another go at somewhere and, and absolutely flopped. But they, they it's a try new ball game now. They're, they're a different team. They don't look great. Portman Road can, can turn quite 
toxic at times. They just both. They just they're don't bother to, going. They're used to it. That's the thing. I think they don't bother know, going I've anymore. Spoken to a fair few Ipswich fans over the last few years after our visits there, and they're kind of they they've got no delusions. I don't think anymore. Some of them obviously still live on their sort of European yeah, yeah big night pass. Yeah. Um, you know the Eric Gates and the you know those kind of days and the mariner days but i think that's you know i think they're they know their place in the pecking order at the moment well the longest serving club in the championship aren't they no, yeah that's true. i mean I, you forget don't you when you realize how long ago it has been since some of these clubs were we won't be far off soon no no we're, we're five years now yeah forest have been there longer than you haven't they oh yeah yeah forest have ipswich yeah with ipswich it was under george burley they got relegated remember yeah, it was because they had a good. They got into Europe one second year, season yeah, syndrome, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So, so Wigan coming up Saturday, obviously Ed. Um, what are you what are you thinking? Uh, t- uh, same as always, strong attacking performance. Uh, I don't see too much of a struggle from Wigan. Um, I'll take three points. Will, I'd, I'd expect three points. Will 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 Grigg be on fire? Mm, he, I, he never I, scores a Griffin no. Park, so don't. Yeah. Oh, no, you go. come on, he scored two, <laughs> oh, scored yeah, two on his debut. Go, well <laughs> <laughs> he scored two on his debut for us, remember? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's not obviously not the most glamorous fixture, but it's it's one we, we, we should be thinking about. I think it's going to be a tough game to win. Um, I, 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 I mean, I predict it's going to be one of these where we're going to have a lot of possession. Um, they're going to be trying to shut us down. And I could see us sneaking a goal and winning it by the odd goal. Well, Malpe's back. There's, there's more stats being put out this week about, you know, just literally the underpin how our football is almost impossible for most clubs to, to, to cope with. And that's not that's not saying, you know, we're the best team in the world. It's just saying, you know, you look at how much possession we have, you look at how many chances we create. The, the stats once again show, and I'm, I'm not having this conversation again, but we waste a lot. But, you know, the stats are there. And if we just carry on the way we've been playing, we will win. Perhaps their t- uh, their t- their tactic is just to sit sit back, let us get on with that, let us just shoot wide, high, wide, and at the keeper. Very very quickly, we've uh, I, was, I was mentioning a tweet we received from Mark um, in between uh, in between a break. He said it could well happen again. Berry shifting money around like crazy to cover the cracks. Northampton and their loan. Scunthorpe have been overspending with no promotion. The list goes on and on. Brentford versus Wigan Saturday, three o'clock, Griffin Park. Give us a score prediction, Edward. Two 0 Dave Lane. 2-1. Gary Paul. 1-0. 7-0 Brentford. That's what I'm going for. Come on, you bees. There you go. This show is available on demand via lovesportradio.com. Head over to On Demand. Find the Brentford logo. Easy as that. We'll catch you tomorrow night from 7 when we talk all things Spurs. It's Love Sport. Have a good night. It's time for the news, which is basically the bit where the presenter goes to the toilet. This is Lionel, another very happy person who saved themselves money at a spokesman said.com. I'm Lionel from Peacehaven. I took note of what the spokesman said and I saved £484 per year on my energy. I found a spokesman said was so easy to follow and it saved me £484 on my energy and I would recommend everybody does the same. A spokesman said.com, getting real people, real savings. Compare home energy quotes from the UK's biggest suppliers to find out if you can save money. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. 1.7 seconds. It's over in a flash. This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device. Money worth spent, don't you think? Mark Pritchard, chief brand officer of Procter & Gamble, the world's biggest advertiser, has said that digital ads are annoying people with too much frequency. So, digital media, stick your algorithms up your... Anyway, radio is different. The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your business with Love Sport Radio. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Let's face it. When your kids are ill, you do anything to help them feel better. But remember, antibiotics aren't always needed. You might not realise it, but taking antibiotics when you don't need them puts you and your family at risk of a longer and more severe illness. Help keep your family well. Always take your doctor's advice on antibiotics. Search NHS Antibiotics. <laughs> oh, better. Look, 50% off bed sheets and these towels. Why is everything floral? Because she likes flowers. Who? Mum. She's staying with us until her extension's built. Are you joking? I told you last week. 
You didn't. With up to 70% off big brands, 20 restaurants and a nine-screen cinema, you're guaranteed to get more than you bargained for at London Designer Outlet. Savings for all the family? Hello, LDO. Find us in Wembley Park. See website for details. Savings on RRP. It's only for three months. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.